have you heard the news about the latest Trump and Trump criminal or Trump indictment that recently happened unfolded on Tuesday, August first, twenty twenty-three? Well, if you haven't, this is the episode, podcast episode for you, I believe. So here, I'm going to give you the latest news regarding Trump, former President Donald Trump, and latest regarding latest indictment that was handed down to him on Tuesday, August 1st, 2023. So, welcome back to Megan Plicker Paradise Podcast, or if you're a new listener, welcome to this unique Plicker Podcast. As I already mentioned, I will be giving you a very unique uh, rundown and perspective analyst, analyst about the latest Don J. Trump, former about the latest former President Don J. Trump indictment, criminal indictment. So I'm going to play some videos, then give you some background information about it, and then talk about, analyze it, and really give you some in, in, information about it and how it could inspect and uh, what do you call it? How it could influence the election, possibly. I don't know if they will, but we'll see. So here we go. The unprecedented third indictment of former President Donald Trump in a federal case that could test American democracy itself. A federal grand jury formally accused Donald Trump yesterday of conspiring to overturn the 2020 election. Now, the four felony charges are conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, obstruction of and attempt to obstruct an official proceeding, and conspiracy against rights. The indictment follows a sweeping investigation into the deadly January 6th riots and Trump's efforts to remain in power. Robert Costa begins our coverage this morning. He is on Capitol Hill. Bob, good morning. Good morning, Natalie. Former President Donald Trump faces a legal and political reckoning, and his campaign is pushing back hard against the charges, comparing the Justice Department to the Soviet Union and other authoritarian regimes. But many Trump allies behind the scenes, they are on edge, especially about former Vice President Mike Pence emerging as a key witness in this indictment. Today, an indictment was unsealed charging Donald J. Trump with conspiring to defraud the United States. In a historic indictment, special counsel Jack Smith charged former President Donald Trump for his alleged efforts to overturn the 2020 election and stoke a crisis in American democracy. It's described in the indictment, it was fueled by lies. Lies by the defendant targeted at obstructing a bedrock function of the U.S. government The 45-page indictment listed six unnamed and uncharged co-conspirators. Sources close to the investigation say the indictment suggests that lawyers Rudy Giuliani, John Eastman, Sidney Powell, as well as former Justice Department official Jeffrey Clark could be the potential co-conspirators, though the special counsel has not confirmed the identities. That was a rigged election, but we're still fighting it. The special counsel laid out the case that Trump knowingly spread lies about the election despite repeatedly being told his claims of fraud were false, including by his own attorney general after the election. I told him that the stuff that his people were shoveling out to the public were I mean, that the claims of fraud were The special counsel accuses Trump of orchestrating a plan to overturn the 2020 election results by organizing fake electors in seven targeted states in which he lost, 
and pressured state officials, including Georgia Republican Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes. We're going to walk down to the Capitol. The special counsel also makes the case the former president directed his supporters to go to the Capitol on January 6th while Congress was in the process of certifying the election. And we fight. We fight like hell. And if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. Trump has denied any wrongdoing and in a statement Tuesday called the indictment disgraceful and unprecedented political targeting. Sources tell CBS News former President Trump's legal team is now mapping out a new strategy to push back on the charges, shifting blame onto lawyers like John Eastman, who were advising him at the time. According to the indictment, Eastman pressured then-Vice President Mike Pence not to formally certify the 2020 election results and presented Trump with a plan on how to do so. All we are demanding of Vice President Pence is this afternoon at 1 o'clock, he let the legislatures of the state look into this. Pence, in a statement Tuesday, said today's indictment serves as an important reminder. Anyone who puts himself over the Constitution should never be president of the United States. Trump is now scheduled to appear in federal court here in Washington on Thursday at 4 p.m. sharp. That will be his first appearance. Some of his allies have been making responses to this indictment. John Eastman's attorney said the indictment relies on a misleading presentation of the record and, quote, if Eastman is indicted, he will go to trial. That's from Eastman's attorney. And Rudy Giuliani's lawyer said this indictment, quote, eviscerates the First Amendment and every fact Giuliani possesses about this case establishes the good faith basis President Donald Trump had for the actions he took. And meanwhile, over at the White House, spokespeople there have declined to comment. Gail. Let's cut through all the noise on the Trump indictments and sort out what charges he faces from each state. First, New York. The charge, falsifying business records to conceal another crime. A grand jury made up of 23 Manhattan residents chosen at random indicted the former president for his alleged involvement in hush money payments to adult film star Stormy Daniels in 2016, then concealing it to prevent the news from damaging his presidential campaign. Falsification is usually a misdemeanor crime. But Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg elevated it to a felony because he says it was done to cover up other crimes. In this case, state and federal election laws in order to deceive American voters. Trump and his attorneys denied the accusations. There were no facts in there. I mean, normally in an indictment you have alleged facts. Then came Florida, the documents case. Among the criminal charges, conspiring to obstruct justice. It was federal prosecutors this time with a hefty, detailed filing alleging the former president hoarded classified documents containing national military and nuclear secrets, shared them with friends who had no security clearance, then conspired to hide and conceal some of them from a federal grand jury. The former president again denied the charges. The baseless indictment of me by the Biden administration's weaponized Department of Injustice will go down as among the most horrific abuses of power in the history of our country. Last week, prosecutors added additional charges to the Florida case, including an accusation that Trump tried to alter, destroy, mutilate, or conceal evidence by allegedly asking for security video to be deleted after investigators requested it. Then indictment number three came out of Washington, D.C. Tuesday, and it may be the most serious one yet. It's been described as the January 6th case, but it's really about the entire period after the 2020 election. 
Criminal charges include conspiracy to defraud the United States. Outside counsel Jack Smith wrote in a scathing indictment, the purpose of the conspiracy was to overturn the legitimate results of the 2020 presidential election by using knowingly false claims of election fraud. He went on with great detail to describe how the former president allegedly deliberately disregarded the truth, was determined to stay in power, and developed criminal plans to defeat the federal government. Trump called the indictment fake, and his attorneys have suggested his actions were protected by the Constitution. Oh yeah, there's also that Georgia investigation where the Fulton County District Attorney says to expect a fourth indictment no later than September 1st. Prosecutors have said that the recommendations from the grand jury made up of 23 Georgians relate to criminal interference in the administration of Georgia's 2020 general election. Remember that Trump call to Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger seemingly asking him to change the vote count? I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes. Trump has denied wrongdoing and any pressure campaign in Georgia and called this investigation as well a political witch hunt. One thing we do know for sure is that the Constitution does not prohibit an indicted candidate from running for president or even a convicted one. So for some historical perspective, we have seen a presidential campaign run from behind bars before. Eugene Debs was convicted in 1918 for publicly speaking out against World War I. He was imprisoned in 1919 and in 1920 ran as the Socialist Party's nominee for president. He received 3.4% of the overall vote that year. Gotcha. Not guilty to charges in connection with alleged attempts to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election. It is now the third time that Donald Trump has been indicted on criminal charges. ABC's Justin Fence has the latest on the charges and Donald Trump's response. Before a federal magistrate judge in D.C., former President Donald Trump entered a not guilty plea to all four criminal counts he was charged with by special counsel Jack Smith. ABC News learning that Smith was also in the courtroom. At one point, Trump staring right at him, clasping his hands on the table. Smith indicted Trump on felony charges, including conspiracy to defraud the United States and conspiracy against rights, meaning Trump is accused of stopping people from exercising their right to vote. The judge explaining to Trump he could face more than 50 years in prison if convicted on all four counts. Trump was released on conditions including not communicating facts about the case to anyone Trump knows to be a witness unless through counsel or with counsel present. He spoke on the tarmac at a D.C. area airport before heading back to his New Jersey estate. This is a persecution of a political opponent. This was never supposed to happen in America. Trump is now set for a pretrial hearing for August 28th in Smith's sweeping investigation, alleging he and his allies plotted to overturn his 2020 election loss to Joe Biden culminating in the deadly January 6th riot at the Capitol. The attack on our nation's capital on January 6th, 2021, was an unprecedented assault on the seat of American democracy. The indictment also accusing Trump of knowingly promoting false election fraud claims and pressuring former Vice President Mike Pence to reject electoral votes on January 6th. And Trump's defense team is blasting the special counsel's indictment against him as an attack on his free speech. But Trump's former attorney general is hitting back, saying free speech does not give one the right to engage in fraudulent conspiracy.
Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. So, for leading to the new uh, Don to Don Trump's new uh, indictment, leading to January sits in the plot to overturn the twenty twenty presidential election. So he went to he was he went to uh, August third, twenty twenty three, Thursday, August third, twenty twenty three. Trump pleaded not guilty to twenty twenty election interference charges in a, in a D, Washington D.C. courthouse. So former according to CNN politics, former President Donald Trump has pleaded, or this was according to CNN politics on August third. Former President Donald Trump pleaded not guilty to four federal charges stemming from his efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Trump was indicted on Tuesday, August 1st, 2023, August 1st, 2023, as part of a special counsel Jack Smith's investigation. And Trump's efforts to reverse the election lead up to the January 6, 2021 attack on the U.S. Capitol. He was charged with these four counts, conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, obstruction of an attempt to obstruct an official proceeding, and conspiracy against rights. <laughs> Magistrate Judge Marcella Abadahaya asked Trump how he pleaded to counts one through four indictment. How does Mr. Trump plead? She asked, not guilty, he said. It's a senior portrait's officers. Instead, former uh, prosecutors from special counsel Jack Smith's office did not seek pre-tired detention for John Trump. Instead, the former president will, will be released on very minimal conditions of release, which include not being allowed to communicate with anyone known to be witness in the case unless through an attorney. Trump stood and raised his hand his right hand swearing to abide by conditions release. He also signed signed papers agreeing to the conditions. The next hearing in Trump election interference case is set for August 28th. The proceeding will happen before U.S. Justi- District Judge Tanya Chachakin. Prosecutor Thomas Wyndham said the government was available in all days that, that the magistrate judge offers potential hearing days. I would prefer the earliest one. The Trump team requested August 28th, the, later, the latest of the three options. Federal judge, inten- federal judge intends to set trial and date in case in case against Trump at next hearing. Federal Judge Tanya Chatterton, who will preside over the case against former President Donald Trump, Intends to set a trial date at the next hearing on August 28th, according to Magistrate Judge Marcella Abhadaya. Uh, let's see. Prosecutors pushed for a speedy trial of the hearing on Thursday, August 3rd, 2023, and for the case to proceed just as others do. Quote, this case will benefit from normal order, including speedy trial, Prosecutor Tom Wyndham said. John Lowe, an attorney for, for, for the former president, heightened a massive amount of discovery they, they would need to look through before suggesting a trial date. But Abahadaya said prosecutors are required to file a recommendation with seven days of when the trial should be held. 
After the recommendation is fired, Trump's attorneys will have another seven day, days before filing their own recommendation. District Judge Tanya Chatkin, who is who is assigned to preside over former president's former president Donald Trump's criminal case in Washington D.C., has repeatedly spoken out in very strong terms against the efforts to overturn overturn the 2020 presidential election and disrupt the transfer of power. In November 2021, Chatkin forcefully reject, rejected Trump, Trump's attempts to block the, the House Select Committee investigating genocides from assessing, assessing, assessing more than 700 pages of records from his White House. Quote, presidents are not kings and plaintiff is not president, Chatkin wrote in her ruling. Chatkin has been outspoken about the riot at several sentence hearings, sentencing hearings, calling for violence and assault in American democracy and warning of future danger from political violence, and has repeatedly gone over what prosecutors have requested for convicted felon rioters' person sentences. At a December 2021 sentencing hearing, she looked ahead to the 2024 press election, 2024 presidential election, saying that, quote, every day we are hearing about reports of anti-democratic factions, people plotting potential violence in 2024, unquote. End quote. It has to be made clear that trying to stop the peaceful transition to power, including law enforcement, is going to be met, going to be met with certain punishment, unquote, she said. Trotkin has even tactically referenced Trump during criminal sentencing, saying to one writer that he did, had, quote, that he, quote, did not go to the United States Capitol out of any love for our country. He went for one man, unquote. At a sentencing hearing on October 4th, 2021, she acknowledged the nationwide attention on the Capitol riot cases. Quote, this, the country is watching to, is watching to see what the consequences are for something that has never, has not ever happened in our country, in the country before, unquote. She added that, adding that the January 6th writers quote, soiled and defaced the halls of capital and showed the content, content for rule law. At the same hearing, she also rejected comparisons between January 6th and 2020 protests against racial inequality. To, quote, to compare the absence of people around the country protesting, mostly peaceful for civil rights, to a violent mob seeking to overthrow the lawfully elected government is the false equivalency and downplays the very real danger that the crowd on genocide posed to our democracy, unquote, she said. And the, the, here's the key things to know about Trump's three indictments, according to CNN politics. It has been through eight years since, since Trump rode down the escalator in Trump Tower and more than two years since the genocide's 2021 insurrection. But the legal drama surrounding Donald Trump has never been more intense. Here's the, here are key things to know about Trump, for, the former president's three indictments. Hush money payments. In New York, a hush money payment to dark star film star Stormy Daniels resulted in Trump's indictment by Manhattan grand jury over his alleged role in the scheme. The first time an American president in American history that a current or former president was criminally charged. He was charged with 34 felony counts of false fine business records. Trump, for former president, surrendered, surrendered and was placed under arrest April 4th 
before he was arranged in a, in a historic and unprecedented court appearance at which he pleaded not guilty. Then, in Mar- the Mar-a-Lago documents case, Special Counsel Jack Smith is overseeing the Justice Department's criminal invest- investigations into the retention of national defense information at Trump's resort and into parts of the January 6th, 2020, 2021 insurrection. Trump was initially indicted on and has pleaded not guilty to 37 federal charges related to the investigation of documents that were allegedly mishandled when they were taken to Mar-a-Lago in Florida after Trump left office. Recently, and I guess the last week or so, Smith charged Trump with three additional counts in a superseding indictment. A judge has set a May 2020, May 2024 start date for a trial. And then for 2020 election in January 6th. Smith's purview also includes the period after Trump's 2020 election to loss to Joe Biden and leading up to the insurrection at U.S. Capitol. A federal grand jury indicted Trump on four criminal counts in the investigation, conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, obstruction of an attempt to obstruct an official proceeding, in conspiracy against rights. Trump pleaded not guilty to the federal charges on Thursday. As I already mentioned, he, he pleaded not guilty to the federal charges on Thursday, August 3rd, 2023. Next hearing for his for this case is set for August 28th at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Okay, so time to analyze all what's happened in the last in this past week related to Trump, which I know Trump. You're gonna hear this a lot until until the until the until the day of uh until the day of the 2024 2024 U.S. presidential election. But Trump is gonna be in the news until. He passes until he gets out, until he's out of politics or something else happens. Unless he's criminally convicted or something like that. I think he's always going to be the news. Because something's going to be happening with him, or he's always going to be making the news. And making it for news rounds, or whatever you want to say. And it's true, because he's a force to be reckoned with. And we've seen it, after each indictment so far, his poll numbers have just gone up. So how can you expect... With each indictment, that his support would go down. I mean, I wish it was true that his support would go down. Because I, w- it's, uh, I just wish people would see that he's he's going to be. Con- I would hope that people can see that he might. There's a possibility that he will be convicted in some of these cases, criminal court, criminal, uh, in criminal cases that he's been indicted for. Such as the Mar-a-Lago documents and the hush money payments, the 2020 election in January 6th, and possibly for Georgia interference. Well, Georgia 2020 pres- uh, primary ele- election interference that he might be, he might soon be 
also be criminally indicted for. So this is not a good time for Trump. I mean, it, it is in certain ways because, A, his pronouns are going up because of it, because of all, he's getting more and more uh, campaign donations after each indictment. And he's getting more and more support in the polls, especially against Ron DeSantis, which is his main competitor in the 2020, 2024 presidential primary, uh, Republican primary. And there's nobody else, I think, right now that's even close to, to Trump in the polls, the Republican presidential polls right now, besides Ron DeSantis. So that shows you something. And I will give you some headlines at the end of this episode that show that Trump is way ahead of DeSantis. And that just shows you what the force that Trump has on on Republican on uh in, on Republicans and and politics in general. Because even even Obama came, met up with Biden not like recently and was like, Hey Biden, person Biden, I don't you gotta be careful and this when you campaign and for this net for you for your re-election campaign because Trump has a lot of strength and he's going to be he has a lot of uh we call it a uh, charisma or he has a lot of he has a lot of uh power within within the country and he's not a force to be reckoned with and I think Obama is just warning by President Biden about how strong Trump is of a force and I mean he's not wrong. He Trump Trump certainly has a force to be is a force to be reckoned with, and I don't. I mean, I would hope that these criminal criminal uh, indictments and cases will be handed will be handed down to Trump and everything. Not to say that I'm I was I was a fan of Trump until until he did everything that he did after the 2020 presidential election. Then I was changed of a of a person on Trump. It changed me completely, and I mean, it just changed. I my mind was changed because of what Trump did as after he lost the twenty twenty presidential election. Clearly, if you don't if you don't realize that Trump lost the twenty twenty election, the twenty twenty presidential election, I think you might be. I would like to believe you're denying the fact that Trump lost, and it's hard. I mean, unless you have facts and actual facts, actual claims to back up your your claim that Trump at Trump won the twenty twenty percent election, which I don't think anybody really does, unless you're Carrie Lake or someone like her, which she's another story for another day. So, I mean, but Trump, I hoping that this might this uh twenty twenty election and January sixth indictment is pro. They're saying it's the strongest one of the three indictments handed down to Trump so far, besides the Mar-a-Lago documents uh, case indictment, which means a lot because it's it's also talking about between the Trump, Trump's 2020 election loss to Joe Biden and leading up to the insurrection of the U.S. Capitol. And there's four criminal counts in, the, in this indictment that was handed down on August, Tuesday, August 1st, 2023, as I informed you already, obstruction of obstruction, cons- no, conspiracy to defraud the United States, 
conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, obstruction of an attempt to obstruct an official proceeding, and conspiracy against rights. In many expect someone like Trump and anyone else to to plead not guilty, which is normal. So, what's next? And we know the next hearing is August 28th, so we have to watch out for what happens with that hearing and any other hearings within his other cases. His hush money payments case and the Mar-a-Lago documents case and also for Georgia, potential Georgia uh, criminal case that we might be... Um, we might be uh, hearing that soon, like September, I think. It's tip for, uh, I think, a Fulton County, Georgia Fulton County uh, prosecutor or a judge to hand down a criminal indictment against Trump with Trump's involvement in Trump's obstruction of the 2020 Georgia pres- elect- primary or general election. In Georgia, so I think he's going to be indicted in Georgia, but I, you know, you can't say for sure. So, but it's certainly troubling to be in a time right now where we really don't need. We, I certainly wish we didn't have these indictments. Then we could focus on. We really, I mean, I wish we didn't have someone like Trump running for office right now because, but we do. And we have criminal indictments going down. And it's unfortunate we do because we could be focusing, on, we could have a president, Republican presidential, presidential candidate uh, aiming at all the bad, at, at all the things that they, that, Repu- that Republicans could be focusing more on, on uh, President, president Biden's wrongdoings, everything that we can prove with, in politics within the country, that Biden could be you know, getting better at, at managing the country and really working on the economy and everything. But that's not how, I mean, but Republicans are just trying to attack each other and Trump's just trying to get rid of all his opponents, which is normal, just like 2016. So it's really just like 2016 is up with criminal indictments against the former president. And someone who already, who was, who won the 2016 presidential election. So I see that in that way, and I certainly see that it's, I mean, you wouldn't think that a former president would be in 20, in 20, 23, would be handed down with three potential, potent, three criminal indictments and potentially more that could be coming. We don't know yet about others yet, other criminal indictments that could be coming, but we think there's more to be handed down to him. So, I mean, you just... Nobody would have, I mean, people would have thought this would be happening, but nobody, when the Constitution was written, thought that they would have a celebrity press, a celebrity elected president that would be criminally charged with indictment after indictment after indictment, with three criminal indictments so far as of August 5th, 2023, in the way that he has been, in the way he acted after he lost the election. The 2020 presidential election to Joe Biden. He could have honestly, former President Donald Trump could have acted a lot different, but he chose not to do that. He chose to be a sore loser who wanted to overturn the election, and the way he did with January 6th insurrection, 
or ride, whatever you like to call it. I, I believe there's an instruction in a different way than, than most people would define instruction. But anyway, I believe Trump could have, I mean, as I said already, Trump could have done a lot, he could have behaved a lot better of a loser. He could have said, you know what, Joe Biden, person, person like Joe Biden, you won, and it's over. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to file election lawsuits. I mean, he, after, like, the first two election lawsuits that President Trump fired within the, the, within the United States, and after they were dismissed, I think he could have just said, you know what, I lost it, and I'm going to really get into retirement out of politics, or I'm going to get out of politics except for endorsing candidates and, ever, and helping out with politics as I can as a former president, but he chose not to. That's his, that's the way that he worked, that Trump worked, because he, he chose to really, uh, he chose to run the president again, which is his right to. I believe, uh, I believe the way he behaved after 2020 presidential election, after he lost the election in 2020, he, he that was wrong of him to, Really, of his actions from the time that he, when he, when he lost it and claimed that Joe Biden really, uh, you know, illegally won, to the time he he called the Georgia Secretary of State and asked for eleven thousand seven hundred eighty votes to the January six to the day of January six, twenty twenty one, and I believe he still he still would claim Trump would still claim that he. He won the election, and so many people, so many of his supporters were still claiming that he lost, that he won the 2020 election. That a lot of his supporters on Twitter and other social media would say, "Oh, Trump has won two to three presidential elections, elections in the United States." And no, that is not, that's not right, because they're they are actually claiming they're trying to act like. They're trying to be election deniers. I think they are. Because they're way of acting when they say, oh, Trump has won, you know, completely three, two to three presidential, presidential elections in the United States. Even though Trump's only won one presidential election in the ele- United States. That was 2016. So that's what I see it. And, I mean, there's so many people I could say that have claimed there's a lot of Republicans are still like would like to believe that Trump won the 2020 presidential election, and they are flat out denying that he lost it. That is wrong. That in my mind is crazy to believe that there are still people that will deny that Trump lost the 2020 election. I mean, you can support Trump all you want, but just realize that he lost the 2020 presidential election, flat out. In we are, in 2023, we have to, Republicans have to move on, need to move on from, from the 2020 presidential election. They have to be able to move on so that they can actually win more and more so that they are able to win future presidential elections in states like, I don't know, California, Oregon, Washington, Maine, I mean, states that they've never won before. I think they should be able to win Pennsylvania and Georgia in the future, 
person's elections if they have a right candidate. So that is where we are in American politics, and it's crazy to think that's where we are. The divisive state of United States of America politics that we have right now. I mean, a lot of people don't really want Joe Biden to run for a re-election, but they will still vote for him in the 2024 president's election because they don't want Trump in office. And the people, and, and some people, some Republicans don't want Trump to run for office again, but they'll still vote for him because they don't want Biden to, because they don't want Biden to be elected in for another four-year term. So it's crazy because people divide it over how they should vote, even though they would vote for the person they really do not want to be in office again, even though they will. So I, as far as I'm aware of. So it's crazy elections. It's crazy the time we are in politics and United States America, as I said already. And uh, there's lots of takeaways from the def- indictment of Donald Trump ever to overturn his 2020 election defeat as seen in politics says. I mean, I could go on and on, but I'm going to leave it at that. And that is all for this segment of this podcast episode. So now I'm going to get into the the other political headlines you might have missed. So now we're going to, I'm going to get into the other political headlines uh, coined as of August 5th, 2023. Or Saturday, August fifth, twenty twenty-three, that you might have missed within the last week or two, or since the last episode I did, since my interview with Greg, with Representative Congressman Greg Lansman. So, so it was announced recently that U.S. Space Command is to remain in Colorado. That's one headline, and then a Virginia poll suggests Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin could beat Biden in a hypothetical twenty twenty-four matchup. In other news, on August 1st, 2023, it was announced that New Jersey Lieutenant Governor Sheila Oliver died at 71 years old. GOP Representative Dan Bishop is going to run for North Carolina Attorney General office instead of re-election to Congress. CNN poll says majority of Americans oppose more U.S. aid for Ukraine and war with Russia. Almost half of Republicans in new poll would not vote for Trump if he is convicted of felony. Poll says Trump and Biden are tied in Michigan ahead of 2024 president election. And then get this, Trump is leading DeSantis by 24 points in new Iowa poll. And then Vice President Harris announced announced. $125 million funding for small businesses and underserved communities. And then Trump tops DeSantis by 37 points in new New York Times as Siena College poll. Alabama infectious disease expert Jean, Jean Morazzo is, has been tapped to replace Fauci, Dr. Anthony Fauci, for, I believe, to lead the CDC or the NIH agency. On July 26, 2023, however, it was announced that a, a federal judge had vacated, or mercy, I believe, dismissed Bill Bogodar's conviction and dishonorable char- discharge. 
And lastly, two U.S. Navy sailors were arrested on national security charges. So those are the, are the other political headlines you might have missed from, or that you might have not heard about. So lastly, I just want to say and uh, thank you for listening to this political pe- for this for this political podcast. And you chose to listen to this episode and this political podcast. So thank you for really being a listener. And feel free to leave any comments if you're on Spotify. You can leave comments to the, in a Q and A comment section that I will I will make available. Or if you're on an Apple Podcast, you can just leave a a review of the podcast, or just rate it the podcast with with from one star to five stars, however you want. And and just don't. And lastly, I would say that America is divided right now. That we are all Americans in this together. I believe that we're all in this together. And America is a great country to live in. It just may not seem like it is, but it is indeed. And we just sometimes forget, forget we all, sometimes we forget to realize that because of all the divisiveness in this country. And we have to remember that. Because if we don't, how are we going to, how are we going to remember that we're all, that we are Americans, and we are in this together. And even in the troubling times we live in, Americans will come together because we are all we are Americans. We were born, and then we were we were born in the United States of America, not any other country in the in the world, but the United States of America, the USA. So, so again, thank you for listening to this episode, of American Political Paradise. And I hope you have a great day or hope you have a great evening or morning or afternoon or whatever time it is you listen to this episode. So thank you for listening to this episode of American Political Paradise Podcast.